Hey, this is Romy. And this is Aaron. Thanks for listening to our podcast where we talk all about relationships. Ladies, how guys can break your bed, not your heart. How to attract that partner of your dreams. And heal from the wounds that past relationships have left us with. It's going to be hot. And funny. With real stories to help you get your questions answered. Let's go for a ride. It's episode 34, guys. (laughs) I have no idea what's going to be happening on this. But Romy has an idea, so I'm going to just let her kick us off. So I literally just wanted like 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Of real talk. Okay. Is that fair? Real talk with Romy. Yeah. Love it. And you can join in too. I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) This last week was so hard for so many reasons. I will only say this. It was so hard because of self-awareness. Yeah. And when you... Come to clarity in yourself of things that you need to work on. And the only way you can have a thriving, healthy relationship is if you actually work on those things and that you actually find resolve in them. And you know the time frame on fixing yourself, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. These things do not, this is the Titanic turning. This yeah. is not going to be easy fixes. It's, it's like a shadow death. Thank That's you. what it is. You are literally allowing your old self to die. Right? Yeah. So we know. And so I'm going to just say real talk. Because the last episode we talked about the quote unquote boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm sad I have to call him that now. We were actually having a great time. Mm-hmm. I am very self-aware of some things that I did that I will say were destructive to the relationship or caused him to reverse. Mm. That being said, it still doesn't mean that we would ever have a healthy, thriving relationship together Sure, because we might just not match. We might just not work. And I thought that we did, and the more I think... I'm just like, why would you try to force a round peg in a square hole? Yeah. Or the opposite. Maybe you could get the round <laughs> one in a square hole. Wait, it's got to be your peg. <laughs> a just square kidding. peg in a round hole? I don't know. Somebody's getting something in their hole, and it's not me. Okay? <laughs> but I'm just like, it was so hard. And it literally, there was so, there was so many lessons. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I've talked about this already. But... I'll just take him and I will say, he says stuff like, you're the only person that I want. Mm -hmm. And I say, wouldn't it be easier if you just dated someone closer to your house? Mm. Not an hour away. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's take that just super fast. Somebody is vulnerable with you and says, man, I just like you. Mm. You're amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. And because of your own past and what's happened to you, and I will say, me not actually believing that love can work ever, not with him, not with anybody. So because of my core beliefs, because of everything that's happened to me, he takes the brunt of it and tries to give me a compliment, and he means it. Mm -hmm. I knew he did. Mm -hmm. And get close to me and warm up. And I'm like, "Er, why don't you go out with someone else? Mm -hmm. 
I kind of thought I was being funny, facetious, right? Whatever. But it's actually not. And he has said a couple different times that really hurt my feelings. Yeah. Okay. I talked to him one night and I didn't know why the universe was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh my God. You know, and I had the worst stomachache ever, even just asking. Mm -hmm. And now I know why. Uh, my brother lives in North Dakota. Mm -hmm. I wanted to surprise him in May for his birthday. This guy being my boyfriend, I wanted him to possibly come with me on a trip. Yeah. It will be our first trip together. And he could meet my brother at the same time. It sounded like a good idea at the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe now it was too fast, too soon. We're not ready, whatever. But it sounded like a decent idea. I mean, it is North Dakota. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't he want to come? <laughs> and so we were talking one night. And he literally says, if your brother says anything about politics, religion, like all these things, yeah, you know, I'm not going to back down. Okay, good. So we've already got a fight and there's no fight needed, but we're already going to get into a fight with brother. Yeah. I understood why you said that. My brother's very passionate about certain subjects. Is that really why he said it though? I don't think so. No, now, <laughs> yeah. but when it was happening in the moment oh yeah, and I just shut down immediately mm -hmm. and I said, okay, I didn't know what else to say. Yeah. Okay. And to me that meant go fuck yourself, fuck off. Um, I don't want you to come anyway. But as a woman, I just said, okay, throat chakra closed. Yeah. Why are we texting this anyway? Why? Right. Yeah. All this texting crap. More relationships have ended from fucking text than anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I was over that already all day long. Can you see the correlation between what you said to him and what he said to you? Those two Say examples. It. What? Say it. The the correlation it's is such not. that you both have been wounded by past relationships. So you say things to test the other person as to whether they're actually going to stick around. Thank you. Are they going to be okay if you show your true colors and will they still accept you? Thank you. That's what I see in both of those instances. Nope. Perfect. Well said. I fully agree with you. Mm -hmm. And he probably would too. I fully agree. So I do that a lot. And mm. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I do that. I don't test men to play games. Right. I test them to say, how much can you take? Are you still here? Yeah. Or are you going to leave too, pussy? Seriously. Yeah. And I don't do it consciously. No, I don't I think don't. anybody really does. That would be a messed up relationship. You don't constantly feel like someone's quizzing you all the time. Right. But when you have situations like that, like, yeah, this matters a lot to me. How would you feel about this? Because it situationally came up. You were planning on May going yeah. out there. It's like, well, yeah, I could ask him. I wonder what's going to happen if I do, you know? I felt so sick yeah. and so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I probably felt sick because I was vulnerable. <laughs> and then the universe was like, uh, we already know what's going to happen. This isn't good. And that was like the demise to the end yeah, or what feels like the end. So you're absolutely correct yeah. in that. Um, so basically he recognized what he had said. Mm. Didn't have to say a word. Yeah. He recognized it. And he says, well, let me try that without being an asshole. Mm. would we fly there or drive there by then it was over for me mm -hmm. the conversation was done i don't have anything left tonight we don't need to go to north dakota we can be good yeah and 
for him, it was, I fucked up again. I never do anything right. And I might as well just throw in the towel in this one Mm. and possibly just get on dating apps and start over. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I could be gauging him wrong, but it just seems like this is too much work and there's no apology. There was never an apology for anything. We're just going to brush it under the rug, start over. Mm-hmm. And that was super hurtful. We talked about ghosting last episode, but brushing stuff under the rug, that's just as hurtful, right? What do you mean by brushing stuff under the rug? Basically, it was there was no sorry. Sorry. Did he say, called himself an asshole? I don't understand. What- that's not a sorry. Okay. So what do you, <laughs> what do you need from a man then? Let's try that without me being an asshole. That's not the same same as saying, I'm sorry. Let's start over. Okay. So in your mind, he, you need to hear those words, I'm sorry. I think it'd be nice Okay. to just acknowledge. No, that's good to know. But when he said that, I, as Romy, the fighter, could have stopped fighting and recognized that he was trying to come back yeah. softly. And that he probably needs more coddling. Okay. Mm. He's a big mountain man. Just, you know, like a big mountain man. And he was military. Yeah. And I thought, this dude is fucking masculine all over him. Mm-hmm. But as I dated him for the short time that I did, yeah. I started recognizing he probably needs more coddling. And that is <coughs> not me being disrespectful to him. He probably needs more words of affirmation a lot more positivity than most people that I've dated. Mm. So recognizing that from the outside now, if I'm a fighter (laughs) and he needs more love, that doesn't work, right? And I am honestly, this is real talk, tired of burning through dudes Mm. because of, yes, some of it is them, okay? 50% is them, but 50% is me. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm tired of burning through dudes. I would rather just try with one and work through some of these things mm-hmm. and actually have somebody. Not because I need somebody, not because I'm codependent. That has nothing to do with it because I'm actually the complete opposite of that. But I, I put a post up the other day that I actually just want somebody because I like somebody to come home to I miss the marriage side of things to have someone to count on. I am human and Mm red-blooded. I like physical affection. I like sex. I like all of it that a relationship entails. Mm -hmm. I like date nights. All of it. Mm -hmm. I like, I don't need a good morning text, whatever. Like, if it comes, good afternoon. That's cool, too. But I, I like just having a partner in life to take trips with and to have fun with. But that being said, I've recognized there's things that I am going to have to heal. And the longer it takes me, the longer I'm going to be single. And I had this come to Jesus last week that I'm like, man, these dudes just want to come in and literally fuck me. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Metaphorically too. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And I started getting offended. Like lashing out inside myself, right? I'm not just like the hot chick that gets fucked and started getting angry. Mm -hmm. But then I started realizing, Romy, you don't feel like you're worthy of love. Mm 
so you're never going to get love. The kind so, that you want. Huh? The kind that you want. The, the kind level. I want. Yeah. Anybody can have sex, and some might even call it making love if they're your past boyfriends. <laughs> but my body will not allow, you know, my heart will not allow my body to do the things that it once did. Yeah. It really won't. It really won't. Mm-hmm. So real talk with Romy. Last night I got really, really afraid for the first time in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Terrified. Yeah. I went to sleep thinking to myself, for the first time in at 41, I'm going to admit to myself that I don't think that there's hope for a relationship. Really? The first time? I think so. Yeah. It was deeper than it's ever been. It was like this last guy just put like the nail in the coffin because the ex-boyfriend did emotionally. Yeah. But this one did physically. Like, that's it. Yeah. And the last episode we talked about Dude on the Trail. I'm still red-blooded and fucking have <laughs> eyes. You know what I mean? Um, I got a text the other night from a dude off a dating app a while ago. And just thinking about you at 3 in the morning. Oh, were you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Under like, what, what influence? <laughs> what is that going to do to me? Right? Yay. You were thinking about me. And then I'm not going to hear from you again for like how many months? So yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? But we have all of these things that come into our lives that happen. And I just think, I want real love. Yeah. But if I'm not giving real love, on a funnier note, and then I'm going to let you kind of explain what you feel. Okay. Because um, we're just going to make this a real quick, yeah, yeah. quick episode. But um, I had a dream that I was, it was a bed and breakfast mm-hmm. slash strip, strip club. Oh, wow. That's a unique model. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually liked it. And I remember being in that dream. And I felt control because I'm going to strip because I want to strip. And I'm going to do these things because I want to do them. Uh-huh. And I, I felt so happy in that dream. And I was stripping for these dudes and I was in control. Mm-hmm. And then I stripped for my ex-boyfriend. Oh, well. <laughs> and I was like, what, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but... I was like, why did I have this dream? And I literally just thought because with tons of dudes coming at me all the time from past, uh, I felt out of control this last week. I did. Yeah. And by me stripping, I'm in control, (laughs) you know? Yeah, so, I'm glad that you picked that up. Yeah, I don't know. It was actually kind of a funny dream when I was just like, damn, no, it, I'm so sexy. All... And I'm in control with the men thing. Yeah, so right? I love how our subconscious teaches us that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's really cool. So lots of pain, but lots of lessons. But I don't know, Aaron. Sometimes you just get really exhausted from diving so deep. You know this because you're one of the deepest people I've ever met. I always play the deep end. Say what? I like to play the deep end. <laughs> He's crazy today. <laughs> I'm just going swimming. That's <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, um, I've never felt more out of control than I have this last week. I haven't. Yeah. Every way. Yeah. In every way. Mm-hmm. 
Most of the time I pride myself in, I have a little bit of, um, conscience or a little bit of awareness or self-control or and I'm just kind of like, there is nothing. What do you do? So I'm going to cut you off right here. Please. I think this is really important. Romy, first, what I want to say is, is that the leaps and bounds that you have taken, not just in the self-awareness department, in the deep end of the pool within just our own bodies and minds, like you're there. This is a, this is a principle that people aren't willing to see because that's where it's so scary. When we talk about an ego death, a shadow death, and that's what we're, you're talking about. It's you are allowing yourself to feel to the point of realizing that you may never get what you want. You may never find love. You may never be enough in other people's eyes. And then allowing yourself to feel that to such a deep level and then realizing at some point that it's not, it's not like you're retaliatory or you're like vindictive, but it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter if I don't get love from my mom. It doesn't matter if I don't get, if I don't find my person or any of those things because I am enough inside. And like, this idea of using external things to validate us. Like we want to push away that pain, right? We want a new boyfriend to strip for. (laughs) We want whatever (laughs) it is because that will give us that momentary satisfaction that we are enough until we're not because you're still looking at them for that validation. And like it's, it's human nature. It's not like you're the only person that, it's we're all making mistakes. We're all going through a period where we're learning the hard things if we allow them to. And I just, I just hope the listeners can understand that because it's not like you, when they talk about enlightenment and all that other stuff, I don't want to go in that direction that far. But what I do want to say is, is that it's never that you're healed. It's never that you have an, a shadow death, an ego death, and then all of a sudden you're in a great place. And so then you can therefore like attract the right person and then everything turns out great. Right. That's not how it is. You're only going to attract at the level that you are. And when you are going through a shadow death, what that means is that you're going to get more of your past reoccurring in the present to see if you're ready for that to happen. And then once you actually pass through that gate, and I'm not talking about pearly gates. When you pass through that death gate, uh, what happens is on the other side, then all of a sudden, and there might be like a period of time where it's just like nothing, where you just kind of don't feel. So like you've gone and you've, you've grieved so heavy. Like you've done all these things. You've been mindful and you've still allowed it to happen and you've pushed away the people that caused those things. So you've, you're in a space where you can heal. You've done all the work. And then it's just like, but I still feel like numb. I don't understand it. Like, yeah, I can see in my case, it would be a woman running down the, you know, the path here and she's attractive and like, yeah, I can still see that, but that doesn't mean that I believe that I can have that yet. The next part, the next phase, once you've done all that work is allowing the universe, allowing God to step in for you. It's believing not in love, but believing that there is something bigger than you. And I believe that to my core, because if you can believe in that, 
the more you understand that, then you can be more grateful for the things that are around you. Even if you don't even love yourself and you, and you've clearly done the work to believe it, but you just don't feel it yet. And then when you get to that point and you're recognizing all the things to be grateful for, that's when your mind opens up and magic starts coming back in. And so that's when you can take all the lessons that you learned from all the past relationships. And then you look at the present moment and be like, gosh, it's a beautiful sunny day. I see all these animals out here. Like I'm not living in a war zone, you know, in Ukraine or anything like that. I can, I have all these things that are happening and it's not about forcing myself to be grateful or affirmations on my refrigerator or anything like that. It's just like, I feel it because all I had to do was one thing. And that was believe in something bigger than me. I didn't have to believe in anybody else that I couldn't count on. Boyfriends, ex-husbands, family members, none of it because I can't count on them. You have to accept that. The only person I can count on is, or the only, however you want to look at it, the universe, God, that's yeah. one thing you can. And it's that relationship. When you get to that death point, it's that realization and then application of all the things that you've had before. You will find the magic. Just allow yourself a little bit of time to feel nothing. <laughs> if that makes any sense. No, you're right. Because there is a numbness that happens when you die. <laughs> yeah. But then there comes that rebirth. And just like a screaming baby that comes out, like you want the baby to cry when the baby comes out because then you know they're healthy. Like it's okay to have an ups and a downs once you've already like passed through that gate. It's, it happens too. But there's new life and there's great blessings that come with it. So anyway. I say we end on that because that's good shit. Yeah. And it's a nice sunny day. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Very everybody. Very well said, Aaron. Very well said. Thank Thanks. you. Okay, we'll see you guys. Thanks for listening to The Romy and Aaron Show. Make sure and follow us on Spotify or Apple to get the latest episodes. You can also follow me on Facebook at Romy Estes Meston. And you can follow me on Instagram at Aaron Says. So until the next episode, be kind and use your wise mind. And, and save, save a horse, horse ride, ride a unicorn. unicorn.